0: Daddy, I just want to give you all the praise and glory. Let your words be spoken and you be lifted high. All right, so grateful for the grind. Uh, We talk about um, James chapter 1, verse 2. So I was reading just a different version, and it was talking about, this. title was Faith Under Pressure. And so the thing I quite liked was it talked, um, this from verse 2 to verse 4 from the message translation, and it said, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, When tests and challenges come at you from all sides, you know that under pressure, ah, yeah, you know that under pressure your faith life is forced into open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely, let it do its work so you become mature and well developed, not deficient in any way. Now, in my trade as a diesel mechanic, apprentices get all the bum jobs. We get to clean the floor, we get to clean up after everybody else, and do some more sweeping of the floor. So, uh, one time when I was uh, fully qualified by the stage, you know, and you sort of think you become a rite of passage and you sort of, you're your own, you don't have to really do those bum jobs anymore, I was, um, we were quite quiet at work, we had nothing to do for probably about two to three hours, so the boss was like, alright, go sweep the floor, and I was like, you're kidding me, and I was like, oh, I'm better than this, what? <laughs> and then anyway, um, so I started sweeping the floor, and then... I was thinking about it and I was like, man, I can either grumble and grizzle about this or I can be grateful for the grind. Um, so I chose to focus on God and his blessings in this job and the abilities that he has given me to be able to do what I love and that I knew what I wanted to do at such a young age. Now, to be honest, I struggle with gratitude sometimes, but God is still working on this with me. And thankfully, I have a lot of things to be thankful, uh, grateful for and it doesn't take long to get back on track. So today I challenge you Next time you have a task you don't particularly like, focus on who you're working for. Focus on what you're working for. Focus on who gives you those abilities and focus on God. And I just finished with one verse from um, the Message Bible in James chapter 1, verse 12. It said, anyone who meets a testing challenge head on and manages to stick it out is mighty fortunate. For such persons loyally in love with God, the reward is life and more life.
1: Awesome. Contender number two is, we have here. We have Lance. Cheers, bro. Um, I'm not going to lie. Mine's probably going to roll over way a uh, little bit more than what yours did, brother. But I think Pastor said that's all right since I'm going, so. But just quickly, before I do um, read my message, I just want to speak to two guys that are here that uh, God's really sort of shown me a few things, and that's um, Ruben, Ruben Uototo, and Martin Kemp. Um, God's real, I just want to prophesy over you guys that God's raised you up to be pillars in this place, that um, you guys will reach into your community, but also tangata whenua, and you've been sitting back for a little bit, but God sees you, and he's, he's placed wow. you like here for this time and season. So it's just a, just a challenge out to you guys that um, God sees you, and he wants to use you as well. So, yeah. <clears throat> But um, yeah, just thank you, Lord Father. I just pray that this, um, this word um, hits through to the core, Lord God. I pray that just bless somebody and speak to someone in your name. Amen. Um, so yeah, James 1, 2 to 3. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider an opportunity for great joy, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Um, so my story, just quickly, a uh, little, little bit about me. In 1999, I decided that um, I had to make a bit of a change with the way that I feel and look. Um, I put a bit of weight on, a few injuries from rugby, and um, eating a lot of pies, and... Um, <laughs> I was never really a gym person, I'd never, except for um, what they call charms, some of the boys might know it's just go to the gym and you do chest and arms, so you look good pretty much. Um, So I I ended up joining a gym, uh, uh, got a program and so on, Um, I was achieving my goal but I was sacrificing along the way as well and about four months down the track I seen this big ass Tongan dude in the gym. And um, it really inspired me to re-look at my, my path again. And uh, after I watched him for a while, I just went up to him and said, oh, look, bro, do you mind if I just jump in and train with you? And um, he, was, he was really awesome, eh? He was committed. Um, he did the hard work. He didn't take um, 10 minutes to look at himself in the mirror. Um, you know, he, he, he trained really hard. Um, so I committed, trained with him. I was on time. You know, I followed his, um, his routine. And actually came a point where um, I surpassed where he was. He started missing workouts, and he wasn't as committed. Um, so I, I left him, left him b- behind because he was holding me back a little bit. Uh, and in, F- in Philippians 3.13, it talks to our brothers, I do not consider that I've made it on my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Now, I knew that I hadn't made it, that I still had a way to go. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't going to wait around. I was going to press on. So I met another guy in the gym. Uh, he, he was half Tongan, and half Māori, so he had, like, attitude with a bit of a the raw personality. Um, so we trained together for a while, and then the same, same thing happened. I got to a, a stage where I was just hungry to, to get right into it. Um, I surpassed where he was mentally and, and in other areas as well. And he introduced me to a, to a friend of his that uh, we tra- trained together for quite a while. Um, this guy was tough. He was tough physically, um, mentally he was really tough. He pushed me a lot harder than I'd ever been pushed before. Um, he was stronger. Um, but he saw what I was capable of, and, and through working with him, um, I realized that I was capa- what I was capable of as well. And just the next little verse is in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So when it looks hard or there's obstacles, it's, it's time to actually push on through. Uh, when I first started training, like my muscles would be sore for two, three, four, sometimes even even longer, and I, I didn't know why. I found out a bit later on, but you know, I was sort of hanging around. But even though the, the pain physically hurt, um, I'd push through it, because I, I knew that I'd grow stronger. I knew that I'd grow busy, uh, bigger physically, and I actually grew to love that pain, because it was a sign that there was change and move coming. Um, as time went on, I had to increase weight, I had to increase my training, I had to change things, because I know that doing the same wouldn't stimulate the growth. It wouldn't, it wouldn't push on for what I needed to. And, and a few times my wife would say, <laughs> when we go through trials, she'd say, why is this happening? You know, why, why are these trials happening? And I said, man, it's a, it's a sign. When we, we're faced with trials, you know that God's doing something, that we need to be pushed yeah. through a place. And then out of the Passion Translation says, I'm defeated by my weakness but delighted. For when I feel my weakness and endure mistreatment, When I'm surrounded with troubles on every side and face persecution because of my love for Christ, I'm made stronger. So I'm wrapping it up. Acknowledge your past, your fears, your trials, but move forward. You can do all things through Christ. Through your trials, your persecution and troubles, God will strengthen you. And um, I'm not saying that I've I've made it or that I'm there, but to keep on going. So God never allows pain without a purpose. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Jess, you're next. Well done.
2: Hi. <clears throat> um, how do I follow that? Um, have you started yet? Don't start yet. Okay, ready to go. Okay, so um, grateful for the grind. Um, to me, the grind does not only necessarily mean a time of trial. Oh, you can start. Oh, yeah, yeah, start. Okay, a time of trial, but the daily grind, so like everyday stresses and pressures that we all face. And um, the first thing that I got when I heard the word grind was something really close to my heart. I never forget to do this. It's the first thing I do every day, and that is coffee. So um, today I just wanted to draw a parallel between the benefits of having daily coffee and the benefits of having daily gratitude. So the first point I want to make is that coffee is... Um, It's recently been proven to be very good for your heart, and I believe, it's true, I believe that the same is for daily gratitude, so if you are down, if you're in a rut, um, the best possible thing that you can do is take some time, especially if you don't want to do this, and spend it with God, and thank Him for the blessings in your life, and I always say that gratitude equals joy, and you can't help but start to feel happy or happier, and the second point is that coffee is really high in antioxidants. So i got to stop looking at that. So um, anti- uh, they fight off things that want to come against you and attack your body and cause disease. And I believe that daily gratitude is like an antioxidant for your mind. Thank you. <laughs> And um, so if you are intentional about waking up, starting your day right, focusing on the positive, spending time with God, you're going to be more resilient throughout the day to fight off things that want to come against your mind and attack you. And the third and final thing is that coffee helps short-term memory loss, which is why I drink it. And, um, uh, um, oh, oh yes, yeah. so if you're making it a, a habit, uh, all right, in your everyday life to remember the things that God has done for you it's going to become part of your life and it's going to be easier to remember more and more things and I know I love Psalm 103 I will I will Praise the Lord with all my heart and never forget the things that he has done for me because I will never forget the things he's done for me and for my family. And um, so in the morning, I wake up and have a big cup of coffee and try and have a big cup of gratitude. And that is my tip for staying grateful for the grind. (laughs) Awesome, Jess.
3: Thank you very, very much. Three very wise people giving wise words. Awesome. Um, so we're going to kick off now, shall we? Yeah. Harmony, we'll introduce Harmony Hager. Thank you. Hey, fam. we family, right? Yeah. Okay. Just want to check, make sure. Can I just get another round of applause for those who are speaking today? I don't know if any of you guys noticed, but she didn't even have any notes. That's goals. Jess your goals right there. I got a lot of notes. Because I want to be prepared. But I just want to pray first. Wow, Jesus. Father, we are so grateful for the grime. The grind isn't about the nine to five. It's not about heavy burdens that we carry, it's about what God has placed us to be in this world for his kingdom. We find pleasure in serving you, Jesus. Without you, Father, we would not be able to do what your grace us to do. So God, grace us today with your presence, Father, to fuel us for our calling. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Last week, Pastor Paul was sharing on the word, and there were three challenges that, that really just came out to me because, man, that was hitting on my week like nobody's business. There were so many things happening in my week. And then his, the message came up, and it just went bang, bang, bang. This is what you need to do. The first one was, don't let circumstances rain, Like Reuben was, was talking about with our car, our car would not start like some days. And so we had to come, and it was inconvenient. But the circumstance could have led me to be even doubtful that, well, God, look, Obviously, you haven't given me a car yet, so you don't really care right now, do you? Like, I'm here struggling right now, as if I know what struggling is. But the circumstances also have two choices. You can either do that, or you can be grateful. And you can be grateful for the fact that, yes, God has given me a car, there's people without. And there's there's always a choice. The second one was, check your perspective. We can sit in a rose garden and see the weeds, snails or worms before the beauty of the roses. But if you're looking at snails and weeds and things like that, that means your head is looking down, not up. We need to start looking up. Bring this chin up. Yes, the weeds are there, but don't focus on it. Pull it out and then move on. Third one, learning and not stressing. When we stress, we can't learn. Hashtag relate. I'm all about that. If I there's this so many times where I could turn to stress and stress and stress. When I see the house all messy, stress. When I see my kids asking me, mom, 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 stress. Or I can learn from these things. We've got a choice. Thank God Jesus left a helper. Holy Spirit, thank you for telling us to chill. So I just want to say thank you, Ruth, Dave, and Paul, for sharing about being grateful in the grind. It's honestly changed my life and grown my perspective. So God gave me a title this week, and that was it. And I was like, yo, Lord, I need some more information. But he said, no, I just want this title, and you can figure out the rest. So I was like, all right (laughs) oh," And it's um, RFA, ready for anything. And uh, short story, I love the beach. I love everything about it. The sun, the sand, the water, the smell, the sound. This year, we haven't been able to get out much and go to the beach as much as we'd like. And um, by the time we'd get ourselves together and get all the togs and all the towels ready, it was too late. So um, there's this little bucket that I put in the, um, the laundry and it had four towels. It had all the togs in there. It had sunscreen. I think my girl Emily would be proud of me because she's so prepared for everything. And um, I put everything in there so I could be ready for next time. If there was time, I'm going to be ready and I'm going to get my bucket and put it in the car and get to the beach, right? That's basically what this word is going to be about. It's about being ready for those moments, being prepared. So let's talk a bit about the backstory of RFA. I don't know if many of you guys have heard it, um, ready for anything. So my mom and dad gave their hearts to the Lord in around the 90s, and they were surrounded by people who loved outreach. They went out as a group and took us kids out to red light, red light districts. Uh, we, went to, um, we took food into rough places like bread, uh, bread runs and things like that. We went to places you wouldn't normally hear about Jesus. They sang song after song with their amps, their instruments and microphones, their makeshift church. And they would pray with prostitutes and homeless people and people just passing by that just needed encouragement. Some of these people were spat at. Some of them were yelled at but they would say to each other, RFA, we're ready for anything, whatever comes our way, because they wanted Jesus out there and they wanted other people to have Jesus, just like they did. The term RFA continued on in my household. Like we grew up hearing it. My mom would say, get the guitar. And my 13 year old self would be like, mm-hmm. I would like roll my eyes, I would grit my teeth. I would then get my guitar and begrudgingly take it. I would sit down on the bed or wherever we were and I would sing my song with my sister like this because I didn't understand why my parents wanted me to do this. I saw it as a chore, but they saw it for a chance for me to minister. There's a calling on your life, a grace you've been given. And sometimes we need other people to call them out but I just want to tell you right now, if there's a time and a place or a moment where God says, I need you to say something to somebody, can you please go and say it? We have no idea the effect it has. Uh, yeah. Events would come up, weddings, I'll get the eyebrow flip from the cuzzy at the back saying, hey, you're going to sing on my behalf, eh? You know those ones in the eye. i would get up. I'd be obliged to get the guitar and start strumming away. While I saw a chance to moan, they saw a chance to minister. So I just want to remind you this morning, God has graced you with gifts that need to be outlived in our world. God has graced your children to be nurtured and outlive their grace in our societies. In First Peter 4.10, it says... God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. And you might think, how I've got kids. You know my, how my life is. I've got things going on. I've got, I've got, I've got some stress that I, I can't get out of the way. But it says later on in 1 Peter 4.11, if anyone serves, they should do so with the strength of God provides, right? So that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be all the glory and the power forever and ever. Sorry, babe, but um that calling on your life, you need Jesus' power. That thing that God's grace you to do, you need the strength of God. If you want to lift kingdom weights, you need kingdom guns, okay? So I'm just telling you now, I just love that, he, um, that my brother Lance brought up the gym because when you talk to gym bunnies, they know the results that come from lifting the weights, right? They know, the, they know what happens when they get into their, uh, into their tights, their active wear. <laughs> How many of us wear it just to do some housework? Meek. But, um, but because they know of the good that comes out of it, They don't look at all the weight that they're going to have to carry. They say, oh, I do this, I increase. All of this, all of this, all this that you see here this morning, um, the people at the front, the people that say hello to you as you come through and find your park, Shirley, who picks the biscuits for you to eat for coffee. Yo, those biscuits, though, they're not like, you know, half-pipe biscuits, they're like mellow puffs and stuff. (laughs) The message that's meditated for this morning, every song chosen and sung on that stage are for his glory. Everyone who turns up this morning, they're not thinking about what they have to do. They're thinking about when I get here, I'm doing this for the glory of God so that somebody, somebody feels Jesus. And I'm telling you now, so is your existence. Your existence is for the glory of God. Do you think think God made you alive in this moment to do nothing and just work your life away? No, your life is like a drop in the water, rippling out. Somebody needs to hear you today. Someone needs to feel your love because the Jesus in you needs to get out. And we are conduits. We're not just a lake. We don't just store water inside of us. We are like a river. It goes in and it goes out. We are not stagnant. Jesus did not call us to sit in it. God's, God didn't call us to sit in our grace. He called us to live out our grace. It's just as it says in Jeremiah 29, 11, oh, my mom will be proud of me. This is her verse. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Plans, that's more than one. God's got a lot of plans for your life. And sometimes it may feel inconvenient, but it's only inconvenient if you're not ready. So I just want you to be encouraged this morning. We've got an opportunity to respond with our life. We can respond to His goodness with our life. And when you work, you better work for the glory of God. Let Him equip you, because like I said earlier, you can't do it without Jesus. We need some God goodness, yeah? But I'm telling you now, you are and can be ready for anything.